Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name is DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the Metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. You know, I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So let's take a look at today's topic. Wolves Among Sheep, the realities of social media. Oh boy. You know, last week I taught at um, our customer conference. Again, not talking about sales or anything, but, you know, it was great. Um, I met a lot of listeners to the podcast that I hadn't met before, saw some that I had met before, uh, saw a a lot of our brothers and sisters in law enforcement and was um, uh, honored enough to be able to teach uh, eight times. Lots of folks. It was great. Um, Shout out to all of you who were there. Um, I had a great time. Hope you got back home safe. And I will say that one of them, I don't like to use names in this podcast, but you know who I'm talking about, said, hey, really enjoyed your last one. Where's the next one? Don't leave me with that. (laughs) Uh, Well, I was uh, putting together all those uh, other classes and, and, and things get busy and time gets out of hand. But I think you'll like this one. Social media. I do this class a lot. I've done this class in expanded version uh, for law enforcement, for schools, for churches. Uh, of course, I trim it down for the schools and the churches to make it a little bit more palatable. Um, and what I worry about law enforcement and people and investigation on social media is the vast expanding of social media. You know, if we're doing investigations on this, because we know there's so much, so much crime that begins in social media. And by the way, this this is not a podcast on social media is bad, get rid of it. No, 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 no. On the contrary, uh, it can be extremely useful. I remember when uh, social media started to kind of blow up, right? And, uh, every police department had a Facebook page and a, a Twitter, perhaps, and an Instagram and uh, the top three at the time, right? Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I actually teach class on how to reach out to the public. Uh, with, with those tools. And one of the things I say is you've got to be consistent. You've got to go, you've got to be a place where people can go to get the information they need, a, a trusted source. Um, but one of the things I don't go into in that particular line of education, which I probably should, is that if, if you're law enforcement, if you're the public, I don't care what you are. If you're on social media, you, you should probably know the background of it. You should probably know what's happening. I don't know if I call it behind the scenes, but what's going on? I mean, if we look at growth, there's an exponential amount of growth in social media right now. So I'm mean, let me ask you a question. How many social media providers, I guess we could call them, do you think there are? Just think through that. I ask people that question, and I get anything from, oh, five, that person needs to get out more, to 500, well, that, and, and, and particularly, I actually asked that person, I was just shooting for the stars, man. Well, last year when I was teaching this in, uh, I was doing this in Colorado, I, I keep the statistics on this particular thought process, if you will, up to date because they change so rapidly. And last year when I was teaching this, as a matter of fact, it was, it was the day before um, Halloween. Um, there were over 5,000 social media providers, over 5,000. As it is today, um, there's an estimated 15,000. You say estimated, what do you mean? Well, you know, as, as with all of these, check me. Take this data, go out and check it. You'll find it's very difficult to find the number. Some of them are very small, some of them are very large, none of them are exacting. And the reason being is because it seems like everybody and their brother is starting some type of social media page, app, something. So what is social media? How do we design, how do we, how do we define that? Um, it's a pretty loose definition. 
um, a lot of things that weren't considered social media are now starting to slide into that. But let me just let me give you my thought process on this. If it's if it's a, a page, an app, or whatever, we, we won't we won't we won't belabor what it's on. But if it allows people to chat with each other, share ideas, share likes, pictures, whatever, it it imagine a conversation in your living room, in your workplace, in whatever, but it's online, then it's social media. Well, if we use that particular definition, which again, that definition seems to be expanding, is that that's probably where we get this 15,000. So everything from the apps you know about, right? Your Facebooks, your Twitters, your TikToks, your Instagrams, your, uh, you name it, okay? All the way to potentially like video games. Video games have chat features now. Video games have headsets. You can actually talk to the other players. I mean, it could be any number of things. Um, but what we have to remember is sometimes you don't know, most of the time, frankly, you don't know who's behind that wall. Meaning, yeah, sure, if, if you friended your, I don't know, your aunt who lives in California and you live in Maine and you know it's your aunt, great, you're talking to your aunt. But I ask people all the time, how many how many friends, followers, whatever you want, depending on what app you're on, how many of those folks do you have? And, and really the average is in the hundreds. Some people are in the thousands. And I'm not talking to celebrities here, I'm just talking to regular folk. And I said, well, man, I... <laughs> I couldn't name a hundred people that I know. I couldn't. I, I know I know over a hundred people, but could you really just rattle them off? Let alone a thousand. No. So who are these people? Oh, I went to high school with them, or I went. Da, 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 da. And and an adult may go through the thought process of who is this person. But do children, adolescents, young people? in a world of followers and likes make you valuable, which is crazy to me, but in a world of that, where that's the value, when people come in and say, I want to follow you, I, want, I like you, I want to chat, I want to DM, right? Are they really filtering? I mean, I've talked to adults who go, I don't know who that person is, but... Uh, they, they wanted to follow me. They did. And they, they, t they chat, they talk, they seem really nice. You don't know who that is. It may be fine, but it may be a wolf waiting for the sheep. So if we think about that and how many sites exist today and just how, how magnanimous that number is. And <laughs> I mean, if it was over 5,000 last year and now it's over 15, and I said I did that the day before, I believe it was the day before Halloween or day after, either way, we'll call it Halloween. And here I'm recording this in April. The growth is unimaginable. So with that, why is everybody making a page? Well, I'll tell you. In 2019, social media sites reported, now, let me make a caveat. A lot of these sites are in other countries. Um, some countries you wouldn't believe. Some of these sites are in countries you'd go, no, they're here. No, they're not. Russia, China, Singapore, Australia. They could be anywhere. Um, and so sometimes it's hard to get the actual information. But nonetheless, from the information we have, in 2019, social media sites made 3614 Billion dollars. Billion with a B. That's good. <laughs> I think I'll start a social media site. However, just two years later, two years later, they made $173 billion. That's an increase of 379%. Now, if you own a business and you increase your profit margin by 379%, you are the king. <laughs> You're the greatest CEO ever. So 
where do they get their money? Most people immediately tell me, oh, advertising. I see those ads, those darn ads, advertising. You're right. There's a lot of it that comes from advertising. But where's the rest coming from? Now, it's very difficult to find out, find out what the percentage is there because nobody really wants to talk about, publicly talk about, the other stream of income. Yes, a lot of it's advertising, but there's another stream of income. It's not really a secret, but it's one of those things It's just, it's the elephant in the room. You know something's odd, but you don't know what it is, and shall we chat about it? Yes, we shall. It comes from selling users' data. People think all the time, that's my picture. I posted that picture. This is my page. This is my, none of it's yours. When, when, you, when you agreed to the terms and conditions of that social media page, you agreed that everything you post is theirs. Don't believe it? Go read it. I know you didn't read it. By the way, if you did read all of that before you signed up, I'd love to have an email from you because you'd be the only person I've ever met that read it besides myself. And if you all know me well, I have a Twitter page for this <laughs> and I have a LinkedIn. And that's it. Uh, probably because I've done way too many social media investigations and I, I, I just don't trust folks. But nonetheless, so your data is being sold. They're collecting it, aggregating it, and selling it to people who then turn around and sell it again. Like I say, it's not a secret. As a matter of fact, there were fantastic tools some years ago for law enforcement. Uh, law enforcement does social media investigations. We used to do it the old way, right? You know, you, you you create a page and you try to friend people and you get in or you do the Google search or you, somebody gives you a login or whatever. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but once you got the hang of it, it was okay. Well, somebody came up with this many pieces of software that would buy this data from the aggregators who were buying it from the social media providers and then they they mapped it. They could tell you everything. They could show you the posts. They could tell you the the friends. I mean, literally mapped it. Uh, some of them were within or, or claimed to be within thirty feet of accuracy of where that post occurred. It, immediately when it did, you go, "Oh, that's a big brother." People watching. Okay, look. Yeah, could could it could it be could it be misused? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But it sure was helpful in finding really bad people. Folks that had escaped were on the run. Um, you go, they don't post. <laughs> yes, they do. Because they don't think it can be traced. Um, child molesters. Child porn. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll end this podcast with a story about a, a, an investigation that I did. Kind of drive it home. But it was a very useful tool. But, but then uh, some folks got all up in arms and said, hey, 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 hey. Like you probably originally thought, many of you did. Big brother, big brother, big brother. So the social media providers changed their terms of service for the sale of this data and said, you can buy this data, but you cannot resell it to law enforcement. It was written uh, in more legalese than that, but I'm boiling it down. You cannot sell it to law enforcement. It cannot be used for investigative purposes. However, you can sell it to anybody else you want. Any business Shoot, any individual that has enough money to buy it. You can literally sell it to anybody else you want. And to me, that's shocking. It's okay for big business to have every move you make and every post you make and every piece of information you make, but it's not okay for law enforcement to have it, to be able to use it for investigative purposes. Be honest with you, that just completely blows my mind. Completely blows my mind. But we don't want law enforcement to have that kind of power. Well, we're doing the investigation anyway. We're going to find it anyway. But, but the tools, and this is not an advertisement for the tools, but the tools helped speed that up. You go, well, you just do it the old way. Okay, you say that until your child goes missing. You say that until your child receives pictures from some dirtbag who, who decides to take pictures of himself and send it to your 12-year-old. Not made up happens every single day. 
you'd probably want me to find that dirt bag pretty fast. There's tools out there that I can do it with, but I can't use them here in the United States. Now you go, wait a minute, well, United States, what are you talking about? Well, of course, social media providers here did that. However, those companies are doing very well everywhere else in the world. Everywhere else in the world, but here. I just want you to chew on that for a minute. Just want you to chew on that. And, and, and if, you're, if you're wrapped around the axle, if you're hung up on anything that I said, the Big Brother stuff, whatever, just boil it down to this. And I'm just naming a company. Walmart can have everything you do on social media. Carte blanche. Everything. That's okay. That's acceptable. But law enforcement can't have access to the same data. I don't know. So let's look at some stats here. How does this get out of hand? Well, one of the things that bothers me the most is only 18% of parents are actually friends with their child on their child's page. 18%. However, 81% of all internet crime, all internet crime, involves or begins with social media. 50% of crimes against children begin on social media. 25% of Facebook users are under the age of 10. Under the age of 10. Now, if you've ever signed up for social media, and I'm sure you have, there's a, there's a date of birth a validation tool, if you will, at the beginning. Now, if, if you're of age, frankly, if you're above 13, it was fine for most. Some, some do 16, but we're going to go with the low level here. 13. But if you're below that, okay, and by the way, 40% of users total are under the age of 13, then most, I'm sure there's some that don't care, but most will say, nah, 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 you can't sign up or get your parents to help or whatever. So either A, your parents are signing up for you or B, you're lying to get the app. Okay. That's a clue, folks. When social media themselves put an age restriction on the app, that's a clue. Um, I was contacted by some folks once because um, their, their, their daughter, who was on social media, elementary school, by the way, um, right there just blew my mind. But anyway, uh, she was chatting and whatever, and, 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 and some dude started sending her pictures of himself, if you follow my meaning. They were up in arms. They were fiery. They called me. What can you do about this? Da, 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 da. Now, keep in mind, I, I was not in law enforcement at the time. This was just a few years ago. and uh, But people know that I you know, can still find people. And, and, and it was like, what, what can you do? What can, I said, well, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. But I'm curious. Uh, did, did, you, did you scold her? Did you get on her for, for having that app? Uh, no. Well, how'd she get on? What do you mean? Well, she's under the age of any uh, social media app to be able to get on uh, unless she downloaded it and, you know, faked the date of birth. Or you did. And they admitted they did. So I took a hard line because this is serious stuff. And I said, well, I'm going to help you out. Of course I am. I said, but you need to understand one thing. This is your fault. I said, no, you, you didn't make the guy send the pictures. No, you didn't, you know, you have no hand in that. Your, your daughter didn't ask for them. But she's too young to be on these by any standards. Yet you, and they admittedly, lied about her date of birth so that she could get on it. If you hadn't done that, she wouldn't have pictures. This is your fault. Um, I know that's rough. I know that's tough. I still helped. <laughs> and, and they were grateful. And we still talk. I didn't, I didn't burn a relationship. But, but you need to know. If you're enabling this willingly, then you have some culpability in it, parents. 
So how broad is social media use? Well, get this. 4.76 billion people are social media users. The number one area in the world for social media use is Europe. 83.6% of Northern Europeans have social media. 83.3 in Western. 76.7 in Southern Europe. 70.5 in Eastern. The United States is 73.9. The lowest is Middle Africa at 7.4. But the map doesn't lie. The world is consumed with social media. How much time is being spent? This, this is really impactful, I think. Nine, oh, almost 20 hours, 19 hours and 43 minutes. Almost 20 hours per month, average, per user on Facebook. Same for TikTok. Wow. I mean, Twitter, 5 hours, 28. Starting to wane there a little bit. Instagram, 12 hours. Facebook Messenger, 3 hours. YouTube, almost 24 hours per month. And you go, oh, well, 19 hours. If you break that down to, no, no, no. I've never met anybody that only had one. <laughs> it's a lot of consuming time. A lot of information is fed in. A lot of time is being spent. Who are your friends, right? Who are your friends on there? Do you know them all? Do you truly know them all? Do your, you might if you're an adult. Hopefully you do. But do your kids? Let's talk about agreements. What, what do you, okay, so how are they getting this data? I mean, they can't be getting that much data. I mean, what? Like stuff I post and, you know, my likes. and But, but I'm on private. I'm on private mode. So, da, 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 yeah, okay. <laughs> you're in private mode for everybody else to see publicly. Let me, let me read just one paragraph from the TikTok user agreement. Just one paragraph. Let's follow this for a minute. Quote, direct quote. We collect certain information about the device you use to access the platform. There's no period after that, but I'm going to stop right there for a minute because at this point, we should put the car in reverse and floor it. Think about that. We collect certain information. No specifics. We'll get to specifics in a minute about the device you use, your phone, your tablet, your computer, the device, such as the IP address, basically the phone number, if you will, to your access to the internet, the user agent, the heck does that mean? And you know, like the user information that's there, your mobile carrier, your time zone settings, Identifiers for advertising purposes. Lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. Boy, they had somebody write this. It was slick. The model of your device. The device system. The network type. The device IDs. By the way, a device ID is what's used to actually hook your phone up to the, 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 the cell network. Your screen resolution. Screen resolution? Operating system. App and file names and types. What other apps are on your phone? What files are on your phone? What are they named? What kind of files? Are they picture files, video files, audio files? Keystroke patterns or rhythms. What do, you, what do you click? When do you click it? How do you click it? What's the pattern of you clicking? One of the things I thought about on this is I wonder if, I mean, a lot of people use the uh, facial recognition to get in or a fingerprint to get in, but, but if that doesn't work, you know, it's too sunny, you, you, you know, you got glasses on, whatever, you have to type in what? You have to type in your number code. Well, that's a keystroke pattern. Just interesting. Battery state, audio settings, connected audio devices. Where you log in from multiple devices, we will be able to use your profile information to identify your activity across the devices. And this last sentence is chilling to me. We may also associate you with information collected from devices other than those you use to log into the platform. They're going to collect so much data that they'll be able to identify you on other devices that don't even have the platform. Now, that's just one paragraph. It was much longer than that. <laughs> Go online and read it. Now, I'm not picking on TikTok. I'm really not. 
but it's been in the news lately. They testified in front of Congress. Um, so is Facebook, though, back in the day. Look that up. Um, but that bears the question. Did you know you were giving all of that? How about this? What's the purpose for that? I'll tell you the purpose. Billions of dollars. Your data being sold to data aggregators so they may sell it again to anybody they choose, minus law enforcement in the United States. Did you know that? And and if you're an adult and you read that and you go, I don't care, I got nothing to hide, who cares? We're all just transparent pieces of glass anyway, go for it. Okay, fine. But if you didn't know that in your child's on this, they're collecting your child's data to resell it to anybody. I guess I could stop the podcast right now so you could go, you know, cry. But it's scary. It's scary to me. Let's talk about another piece real quick. Um, and, and this is, I hate to use the word triggering, but this is triggering to some people. But again, always check me. Always check me. Google my facts. Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, the numbers change, but the facts stay the same. Let's talk about slavery. No, not 1860s slavery. Current modern slavery. Um, the, the current soft, easy word for it is trafficking. Trafficking, to me, might sound different to you because I worked trafficking cases, but it's slavery. Um, there are 30 million slaves in the world today as a guesstimate average. And how are we guesstimating this? Well, because once we find some, you know, liberate, if you will, um, then, then we can do an estimation. I mean, it's not like, it's not like they all have name tags and we know where they all are. But it's estimated 30 million slaves. 5.5 of those, 5.5 million of those, rather, are children. 300,000 of those children are estimated to live here in the United States. What's that got to do with social media, DJ? Well, once these folks are found, liberated, freed, um, obviously there's investigation. How did this happen? Where, 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 are, you, where are you from? How did... How, How in the world? This doesn't happen today. Once the investigations are concluded, it's found that 76% of the victims just in the U.S. say it started all online with an app, with a chat. Um, I don't travel as much as I did, you know, a year or so ago, but I do travel quite a bit. Um, And if you travel or you're about to travel... I want you to notice something next time you go to an airport. I understand they're also in bus terminals and train terminals, but I haven't personally seen those. But I want you to notice something. Go into the restroom, wash your hands, whatever. But notice the signs, usually at the front of the restroom. And those signs say, if you are being trafficked or held against your will, please stay here. There'll be a an agent along shortly, tell them, and we can help. Obviously a paraphrase. The signs aren't nearly big enough, frankly. They are in multiple languages. Um, why are we putting signs up? Like, if this isn't really happening, why is there a need for every major airport that I've ever been to worldwide has these signs up? Atlanta was the first one I noticed it in. Probably because Atlanta... Currently, as I checked today, has the fourth highest volume for trafficking of slaves through Atlanta. More than likely because a lot of flights go through Atlanta to go to Europe, from Europe, Asia. I mean, Atlanta's a jumper. Um, Fourth highest volume. If you haven't seen those, you've probably walked past them. I want you to notice them. And I want you to understand, how in the world can people... How in the world does this happen today? Well, let me tell you a story, kids. Come. 
gather around grandpa. Um, <laughs> some years ago, I was still a detective. I was eating lunch um, at the department. Nobody else was in the detective's division at the time. Everybody was out either eating lunch or doing investigation. I was sitting there working on some paperwork. I get a call from the front desk. Hey, there's a family here. And they want to talk to you because their daughter is speaking to an, you know, like an older guy online and they want you to straighten her out. I'll just be straight honest with you. I was working on some really big cases and I went, Ugh, man, time to be surrogate parent. I mean, I did. I, I had a bad attitude about it. I'll admit it to y'all. I'm always honest with y'all. And I brought them back and it was a, it was a very nice couple and, and their daughter she was very young. Um, she was um, uh, elementary, well, maybe just middle. But nonetheless, they had a laptop with her. Um, they'd rented the laptop. They told me they don't know anything about computers, but they rented it for her for schoolwork. Um, they, and, you know, they, they were just good, hardworking people. Um, and she'd been talking to this guy in the next city over who was too old, and I needed to talk to her about it. So... She logs in. She had a phone too, but they were focused on the laptop. I ask her to log in. She does. Um, we are in an enclosed room. I mean, we, I'm not out in front of everybody. Um, and she shows me a picture of this guy. His name is Mitch. And this dude looked like straight out of a, I don't know, a bodybuilding competition. Real tan, like bodybuilding tan. And jacked, like... <laughs> Uh, this this guy probably doesn't sleep. He just works out 24 hours a day. But I noticed that behind him was the ocean and a bunch of houses on the coast that had um, tile roofs, like Spanish tile roofs. And that might not be a big deal for you depending on where you live. That's a big deal for me because he was supposed to be, you know, a fairly young guy, late teens, early 20s, um, living in the city next to us. He just... It, the picture didn't make any sense. So she's telling me the story. She was chatting with Mitch and da-da-da-da-da. He's just a friend online and on chat. And um, But she... The, the young lady didn't act indignant. She didn't act mad. She didn't act scared. She acted timid. Like... Okay, so I got the detective Spidey sense that she she was sitting there in her brain going, I hope they don't find the rest. I, I thought that at the moment. So I said to her, I said, would you mind if I click around a little bit? She's like, no, uh, well, no, I guess I guess not. That's fine. So I did. Um, and then I found the pictures. Not of Mitch, of her. And obviously I didn't turn the computer around the Everybody was on the other side of the computer. Only I could see the screen. I did not give an alert to what I'd seen. And I asked the parents if they would mind if I spoke to their daughter alone, if they could just step out, sit at my desk. So they did. And I didn't turn it around. I didn't show her the pictures, but I said, um, I found some pictures. And she dropped her head and she goes, yeah. Long story short, he'd been chatting her up for quite a while. The girl didn't have a, a, a ton of self-confidence, unfortunately. Love, lovely young lady, but she just didn't have self-confidence. And she was posting online that she wishes this and she wishes that. And she, you know, nobody, nobody cares for her. Nobody, all of that. Which, which is bait, is a lure to these people online that, that want to harm people. It's a lure to those people, those People that own folks, who sell folks. How do they get them in? This is their perfect, perfect target. And she was something else she wanted to tell me. And I could just tell. And I saw some other pictures and I saw another girl. I said, who's the other girl? It's my younger sister. And let's just say, neither one of them were, you know, clothed for school, if you follow me. It was shocking. Pictures that you never want to see as a detective because that stuff doesn't scrub out of your head. It, it's horrifying. So they'd just been talking along and then she tells me, well, he goes by Star Maker because he's going to make me a star. 
He, he's, he's, you know, he does modeling and he does, he's going to make me a star. He thinks I'm pretty. And, but there was something else and I could just tell there was something else. And I said, what, what else is there that you need to tell me? And she said, he sent us plane tickets for New York. What? He, he, he sent us plane tickets for New York. He's got it all set up. That, that we're going to meet somebody there and we're going to fly his, I think he called it unattended children. And, and we're going to go to New York and, and we're, he's going to make us a star. I said, well, you say he sent you plane tickets? Yes. Well, when is this flight? This, I'm feeling it right now. It chilled me to the bone. She said, tomorrow. I mean, I was already mad. I wasn't mad at her. I was mad at whoever this Mitch was. How dare you, Mitch? And frankly, there was a good bit of, I'm going to get Mitch. I, I got the plane tickets, by the way. I got them in hand, so we were going to stop that. Because she even had a, an older friend who was going to drive her to the airport as if they were going to school, but they weren't going to go to school. I mean, y'all, come on. If you're in law enforcement, you know this better than anybody else. If those girls had gone to New York, those girls would have been gone. This is how it starts. The parents didn't know anything about electronics. They didn't know anything about social media. They didn't use email. They just bought her computer for school. Completely innocent reason. Just being good parents. And had no idea what was lurking there. Again, th th <laughs> I want to be real clear. This podcast isn't about get rid of social media. It's all it's all horrible. It's uh, you know you're gonna die. No, no, no. It could be a very useful tool. It, it could be fantastic for police departments to get the word out. To to to, you know, get get some personalization. From your officers, hey, this officer just graduated with their bachelor's degree. This officer just graduated with a master's degree. Hey, congratulations to our newest sergeant. You know, to, to post things where you go out to schools and talk to kids. It's a great tool. But, but like any great tool, it can be misused. And like any great tool that can be misused, the criminals know that before we do. So nonetheless... I do a lot of investigation. Um, I mean, a lot. Um, subpoenas of information like you wouldn't believe. Search warrants of information like you wouldn't believe. This guy was smart. He was actually bouncing his IP, ghosting it all over the world. I would ping his IP and it would come back to, to Germany. I'd ping it again and it'd come back to South America. I'd ping it again. It was, it was everywhere. And I, I could tell right then that this, this guy, there's no way in my mind that these two ladies were the only victims. This was not a one-off. This dude was too sly. So after I got a subpoena of all the IP addresses from multiple usernames, multiple platforms, by hand, I just went through and was able to find a pattern of IP addresses. It, did, it didn't hit much, but it did hit. And every time it hit, no matter the platform, it would hit on a certain location. Same location every time, and it was in Virginia. So I focused in on that. Did a ton of other work I won't bore you with. Water bills, electric bills, everything, and actually came up with a satellite photo of a very nice-looking apartment complex. Very nice. Like, real nice. Um, called the Virginia Bureau of Investigation with everything I had. And believe me, I had a whole lot more than I just described. I, I'm, I'm not knee-jerking here. Um, and filled them in on everything I had, and they, thank you, Virginia Bureau of Investigation, they jumped to it and said, let's do it. Let's do a search warrant. I went right in my chief's office. Hey, <laughs> this is the point he probably realized. Like, this, mm, I think he's gone. I think he's gone off the deep end. But I, I said, Chief, I'm gonna take the lieutenant. And we're going. <laughs> we're going to D.C. What? And I told him about the case. He already knew a little bit, but I told him everything I'd put together. I said, We got to go now. We got to stop this guy. <sighs> and I thank him right now. He let us go. I went home. I packed. We we got tickets, and boom, we were gone. Next day, we were in Virginia. Flew into D.C., drove down a little bit south, just south of Washington, D.C., as a matter of fact. Met with the Virginia Bureau of Investigation, conducted a search warrant. 
Um, that's when it turned into a Tarantino movie. Just twisted. Where did this guy live? Did he live in the apartment on top? No, 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 no. He lived in the apartment in the, in, in the basement under the stairs. Of course he did. Why? Because that's how these things happen. Um, we went into the door and the whole place was a complete mess. Now, this is a nice apartment complex. This is an expensive place. A mess. A horrifying mess. Trash everywhere. Bathroom looking like I can't even describe to you. Just nasty. <laughs> nasty. The front door had, 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 there was blood on the wall next to the door. And we're like, oh my goodness, kind of low down. Then we realized really quickly that little dog. Well, he was so wrapped up in all of this, the dog was scratching a hole through the wall and had bled through his paws. Just the whole place was a creep show. He didn't even stay in his bedroom. He had a little day bed in his living room and computers on, on like tray tables everywhere. The, you know, Virginia Rear Investigation was taking care of the search warrant. They, they very nicely asked us up there, but I'm going to look around. <laughs> I'm helping. And right next to the computer, there was a stack of papers. Right next to the main one. It seemed to be a main computer. There was a stack of papers, handwritten, and on the top paper was usernames and emails, and, and it, was, it was a list, and, and there were just hundreds of these pages. Hundreds. And I just simply took a look, because they were still taking pictures, don't touch anything yet, right? Buddy was in custody. As a matter of fact, get this, he never said a word to anybody. No yes, no no, no uh-uh, no uh-uh. Didn't say a word. He's sitting on the daybed. I, I, I go over and I look down at this at the top piece of paper, and and I call it divine providence. You can call it whatever you want to call it, but like the fifth or sixth name down was my victim. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. I looked at him. I introduced myself, and I kindly told him that he's never going to see the light of day again. I did. I said it. I'm not. I'm, 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 I have no apologies for that. This is a horrible individual. His car was sitting out front. Nice car, little Audi. In the car. Now, now this dude was never married. No children. Um, no girlfriend. No, no family. Just a loner. Complete separate. But in his car were like plastic necklaces, plastic jewelry, like very, very kitty-focused candy, candy necklaces, those ring pops. And, and, and wait a minute, if you're just online, if you're just trying to take pictures, if you're just trying to get pictures, my guess to sell them, we did find out he was selling them, then why do you have this stuff in your car? I know why, because you just had to try to get my two victims to fly to, DC, to, to, to New York, rather, to make them a star. This dude just wasn't into child porn. He, he was into the trade. He was into the trade. There was a closet by the front door, a little coat closet. I opened it, uh, and, and on the ground below was one of those, uh, uh, like, a, like a bicycle pad. You know, like a boy's BMX bicycle, girl's BMX bicycle, and they got the pads across the handlebars, so if you hit something, you don't smash your... Smash your forehead on the handlebars. It's like, what is this? And I open the door. And of course, like most apartments that are in the basement, as I call it, there's an apartment across from that, right? Well, there was an apartment across from that. And that apartment had the stairs that go upstairs, kind of over the door, if you will, kind of shadowing the door. And there was a little nook under the stairs. There were two bicycles. I walk over to the bicycles. And one of them, quite clearly, this pad came off of it. I knock on the door. Very nice lady answers the door. Obviously, she knows something's going on. She's probably been looking out the peephole for a couple hours. I introduce myself, give a little bit of information about what's going on. She gets a horrified look on her face. And about that time, a young boy peeks his head out from around her. I'm still holding the pad. He grabs it from me and he goes, there it is. And she says, him? Yes, ma'am. She goes, I'm a, I'm a single mother. I'm a nurse. 
And sometimes I have to take night shifts. And when I take night shifts, he watches my kids. Obviously, I got the Virginia Bureau investigation involved and they had conversations with her as well. Dirtbag. There, there, there's, a, there's a group, ICAC, Internet Crimes Against Children. Um, they actually keep records of, of photos or videos found, um, part of what they do uh, with, with children to help identify them, specifically for kidnap or, or trafficking, slave trade, trying to identify these kids, trying to get them out of this. Um, and we were told after the analysis of all of the computers and data that we added 35,000 new images, new images, never before seen children, 35,000 new images to the ICAC database. He, he had victims all over the world. This was one of, if not the largest purveyor of child pornography on the East Coast. This was a bad, bad man. And it all started slow. It all started slow. She's talking about her angst online, and he's telling her how beautiful she is, how worthwhile she is. It started slow. It wasn't an over-the-night thing. You know, I, I'm a... You know, I, I work with models, and you could be a model. Could you maybe try on a dress? Let me see. Oh, yeah, that's great. Could You know what? Could you maybe, and it eventually got all the way down to nothing. Oh, you have a sister? Oh, I bet she's beautiful too. I mean, I'm reading these just going, and I'm getting madder and madder. Um, obviously, he went to prison. He's not an isolated incident. But I know you've been thinking, who's Star Maker Mitch? Can't show you the picture. This is a podcast. But he wasn't an 18 to 22-year-old tanned bodybuilder. His name was Martin, not Mitch. His name is a 77-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. What's the whole point of this? I'm actually teaching this class tomorrow to a local group. And I'll be honest with you, I got a call from, 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 I'm going to keep this generic, but from one of the organizers earlier this week, I wanted to talk about my presentation. He literally said, we got some of our folks that are coming. They're a little worried. Uh, is, is, can kids come? Is this is this clean enough for kids? And I said, "Well, I'm not showing child porn. I'm talking about how to be safe." Well, they just you know, um, uh, or, uh, well, what about this and what about this and what about this? And it was like fear. The number one, I might show something that would shock people. And number two, I think fear that because there's other speakers at this thing that, that I might say something contradictory. I don't know, but there was fear in it. Now, now the conversation went well, ended well, very nice person. I'm really looking forward to it tomorrow evening. Um, because we need this kind of information. Social media can be helpful. It could be helpful to police for investigations. It could be helpful for police to send out the word. It could be helpful for, for families. It could be, it can, it can bind people together, keep in touch with family members that are far away, share pictures. Of course, there's this thing called a cell phone, but nonetheless, it can. But we have to understand the reason it was built, the reasoning behind it, the financial benefit, where it comes from. And the fact that not everybody online is who they say they are. And some, some are like our guy Starmaker. Now let's take a look at some stupid criminals. You know, the idea to rob a bank uh, crossed this guy's mind. Maybe he thought it through, but he didn't. Think it totally through. Walked into a bank and handed the cashier a threatening note. 
The note said, be quick, be quiet, give your cash or I'll shoot. Pretty clear. The bank teller obliged, gave him the money. Uh, but the thief had overlooked one thing. He left the note. Well, it shouldn't be a big deal. What, handwriting or something? No, 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 no. You see, he, he scribbled that on the back of his payslip that had his name and his address on it. We've been talking about technology. Well, check this out. This guy was found already with 103 grams of marijuana in his car. Yes, you may be listening from a state that that's legal, but that's fine. You can make it whatever you want, but it wasn't legal for this guy at this time. 103 grams of marijuana. It's a pretty good amount. While in the station being questioned, had his phone kind of laying on the desk there, a text came in right there on the screen from a friend of his who apparently did not know he'd been arrested. The text said, water my weed, please. The police went to the house and found a small backyard plantation. The driver was convicted of possession with the intent to deal. No joke. One thief grabbed the wrong bag. He walked by a car. The window was down. Had a bag in the car. He looks around. Nobody's there. Grabs the bag. Makes off with it. What he didn't know was the bag he took belonged to a professional snake catcher in Australia. <laughs> you got it. The professional snake catcher had just left a location where he was there to capture a highly venomous snake that was in that very bag. Well, you see, once the crook got to a safe spot, he opened the bag, reached in, and got a surprise. He lived, don't worry. He got medical attention, but... I bet he got more than medical attention. That's a big attention getter. And lastly, two burglars that had broken into an apartment were rifling through the thing when the police showed up. They heard him downstairs, so they decided to jump out the second story window. No, it doesn't end with the breaking of legs or turning of ankles. They actually made their way away. But there was a, a search going on. Middle of the night. This area didn't have a lot of people. These guys were found walking on the sidewalk. They didn't know who they were. They were acting kind of kind of funny, like looking around like they were going to run. The police pull over and start to talk to them. Simply as they're talking to them, one of the guys starts bending over in pain, just screaming out in pain. Police don't know what's going on, but obviously this man needs medical attention. So they take them both to the hospital just to get them checked. One guy goes under x-rays and, well, they found out why he was having troubles. You see the, the jewelry he stole, this genius decided to swallow it. Two rings, a pendant, and a necklace. Well, they don't digest real well. <laughs> and uh, they couldn't pump his stomach. They had to actually go in and do surgery to get him out. Obviously, the jewelry was identified by the apartment owner, and the men were arrested. <laughs> you know, as we go along this journey together, I may say some things you don't agree with, or maybe you do agree with me, and even have a topic you'd like me to cover. Or maybe you have a funny police story. Please share that with me at off the beat, all one word, off the beat at MotorolaSolutions.com to give me your thoughts and ideas and check out my Twitter page. <laughs> How ironic. Anyway, DJ underscore off the beat. Until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.